Question, Matthew. Why do mass shootings not happen in the UK? Well, I suppose the quick answer is they do. We have had them, but they are pretty rare because, well, gun control. Um, I guess you're asking this question because probably the recent shooting in the States where three children, three adults were killed in a shooting by an ex-student at a school in Nashville in Tennessee. But actually, you've got to be thinking, because since then, there's been another mass shooting, this time in Kentucky, which left four people dead. But <laughs> I thought, well, to be honest, you could take your pick. If you're, if you're going to draw, you know, ask me to draw some comparisons between maybe the, the United States and the UK, for example... You could have asked this question in any week, really, because mass shootings are so common in the States. So there's, um, there's this thing called the Gun Violence Archive, which is a, a, non, a non-profit research database, independent one. And it shows that in the, each of the last three years, there have been more than 600 mass shootings in the United States, almost two a day on average, which is quite incredible, isn't it, really? Now, the US, in fact, there's no, the US doesn't have a, um, a single definition for mass shootings. And actually, the, the world doesn't know. There's no global definition. But the Gun Violence Archive, it defines a mass shooting as an incident in which four or more people are injured or killed. So if you look back over sort of recent history uh, in America, the deadliest attack took place in, in Las Vegas in 2017. And then 50 people were killed and 500 wounded. And here's the, this is the stat that really gets to me, though. Given that we're in 2023, since the 1st of January this year, there have been, there have been at least 146 mass shootings across the US, which I just find an absolutely staggering number. And another, another thing I find staggering is the amount of personal firearms in America. Now, there's always a slight danger, isn't it, of sort of comparing numbers between countries. And if you calculated the number of guns in private hands around the world... It can be difficult because the way that different countries declare and people don't self-declare and obviously different legislation and all, all those sorts of things. But there's a, a survey called the, Sw- the Small Arms Survey. This is a Swiss-based research project. It estimated, for its, its latest figures, that in 2018, there were 390 million private guns in circulation in America. And that's uh, a ratio of 120.5 firearms per 100 residents in America, and that far surpasses any other country in the world. Now, I know it's more difficult, it's more sort of the sort of context in America, the right to bear arms protected under the Constitution, but let's be honest, shall we? Um, there's certainly a gun fetish there. Now, I digress really, because you asked about the UK. So, the last mass shooting uh, took place in the UK, actually in 2021, in Plymouth. And this is where five people were killed. And it was, in fact, it was the deadliest mass shooting in, in Britain for more, than, for more than 10 years. And in fact, the inquest of this one has just taken place. Um, took, uh, took place over, over five weeks. And um, Devon and Cornwall Police, they accepted they were wrong to grant the person who did this mass shooting, a guy called Jake Davison, who was an apprentice crane operator. They, um, they accepted they were wrong to, to reissue his shotgun licence or shotgun certificate because it had a history of violence. And the police also admitted they should not have returned his pump-action shotgun five weeks before the shootings. Um, they confiscated it when he attacked two children in a Plymouth park. It seems quite incredible, doesn't it, that this sort of person, this person with this sort of history would be given 
given back a firearm or given back his shotgun uh, certificate. So that that inquest has just taken place. Um, but as I said at the beginning, this is about control, isn't it? And the police having control there over who has the right to own a firearm. And gun control is the key thing. And gun control in the UK goes back to two critical events. So the first of these took place on the 19th of August, 1987. And a guy called Michael Ryan, he went on a rampage in Hungerford in Berkshire. And he killed 16 people and injured 15 others. And Ryan used different weapons, but it included a semi-automatic rifle and a Beretta pistol. And I remember this this incident, incident really well, as you can imagine. It was a huge news story um, and was on the news for days. It was a really, really big event and a shocking event. But I also remember that, that time well, because the very next day, my friend, uh, where I, where I grew up, my, my friend from primary school was murdered by her dad. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, but almost more importantly for gun control in the UK than Hungerford was the Dunblane School Massacre. Now, this took place on the 13th of March, 1996. And this is where a gunman he invaded, um, went into a school and shot 16 children and their teacher and, and injured 15 others before turning the gun on himself. This guy was a guy called Thomas Hamilton, who lived in the town. On the day of the massacre, he, he drove into the school early in the morning. He cut the cables on a telephone pole entered the school carrying four handguns and apparently 743 rounds of ammunition and wearing shooting earmuffs. And the entire attack where he killed all these people took place over a period of less than five minutes. Now, coincidentally or sort of famously or infamously, or um, it's well known that tennis star, tennis star Andy Murray, was a student at Dunblane when the shooting took place. And he later said that he attended uh, Hamilton, Hamilton's room boys clubs, and uh, and Andy Murray said that he used to attend these these boys clubs that Hamilton used to run. Now, in the aftermath of this, this terrible, another terrible massacre, uh, the residents of Dunblane initiated what was called the Snowdrop Campaign. And this this was to sort of try and get changes to British gun laws. And it was a huge, huge campaign gathered, you know, around 750,000 signatures. Letters, a letter was written by the mother of one of the, of the children who was killed, printed in national newspapers. It was a huge story at the time, just in the way that Hungerford was, and rightly so. But the key thing here is that these two, um, two uh, important, most important laws on gun control came into effect in the UK in the wake of these two national tragedies. So... Ryan's massacre of 16 people in Hungerford in 87, this led to the banning of all modern semi-automatic rifles. You know, these are the guns that can be fired rapidly without needing to be reloaded. And then nine years later, after Hamilton killed um, 16 uh, children and a teacher in Dunblane, this led to the banning of all handguns. And there is now a mandatory five-year jail sentence for possession of a handgun. So following the, you know, the passage of both of these laws... Which, which came into effect as a direct result of Hungerford and Dunblane, the incidence of gun killings in the UK dropped significantly. So mass shootings are extremely rare in the UK. Well, because, well, gun control. And long may it continue.